Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influencers of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time, right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influencers. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network. That's 49 stations and on the brand new listener app. What do we have here? Adam Melbourne, a debut album. It's been years in the making. Of course, I'm talking about... You might have seen this. They shared the stage with the Delta Rigs, Electric 6. Might know these tracks too. Things are getting better too. I don't believe in maybes. And we are getting a debut album out on the 11th of August. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome the whole crew from Fancy Face. Everyone, welcome. Good to see you, team. What, a, what an intro. Uh, you're more than welcome. What a resume. Hey, what a resume. What, what a, a band. What a band. Mate, it's your band. Hey, you know what? It sounds another. different when you're sitting behind the desk <laughs> compared to being in here. Yeah. Hearing it like that when it's yeah. your own band, it yeah. sounds way cooler. Yeah. Hey, W album's coming. How are we feeling? How are the nerves? Like all the hard bits done, like all the artwork, the recording, the masters. Now is it just kind of chilled, nervous energy? Tell, talk to me. No, I think more nerves now. Now we just want it to make a splash and try and get as much exposure as we can I'm, yeah, yeah i think like we had a listening party last week you, you saw that matter you were there and i think for me i was nervous about that hearing it like mm. through a pa to other people that haven't heard it and i think once, once that's done you, you're kind of cool Sounded me. good. Yeah, Sounded yeah, good. It yeah, passed yeah, the yeah. test. It did yeah. pass the test. Yeah, it sounded yeah. good. It was right, cool I'm to hear it happy. in that setting where it was just blaring through the speakers and you're like, oh, it's out in the world and people are hearing it. It's not just us hearing it. It was nice to hear it as a full body of work as well. You know, to not get bored or cringe at any moment, I was pretty stoked. Mm. Mm. And uh, the fans are loving it as well. you got fans from all neck of the woods. We had people that drove an hour away. Like, it was busy. It was pumping. It's like a demand for this album too. Yeah, when, when I got up and kind of said, all right, guys, we're going to play the album, yeah. have a drink and hang out. Quite a few people cheered, so I was like, oh, maybe there's quite a few people here to listen. Yeah, we, so. we were under the impression they were all just there eating. That night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't there for, for us. us. <laughs> it was kind of like the minute Alex made that, that announcement. They are probably just cheering to shut me up so yeah, they can continue everyone. with their meal. But. Yeah, it was kind of like, I think there's like a scene out of a movie. Or, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's that Simpsons episode where Homer falls asleep at the funeral <laughs> and... And Marge, you know, Marge says, uh, Homer's half asleep and he says, you know, Marge, change your channel. Everyone starts laughing. I feel like it was kind of that. Maybe no one actually knew what was going on. Everyone just got up and clapped. (laughs) It's like, yeah, he's an album. What's this guy? I'll take it. I'll take it. And then we played it again. And it was even better the second time around. That's when I left. (laughs) I'm out. Mate, you got a baby. You got to get up and fight. For people who are like interstate, uh, listen, internationally tell us about the birth of fancy face how you guys all came together because you've all got quite different interesting stories you know mm-hmm. like as we were saying before you like you've lived in la been in other bands i like you run a very successful restaurant in melbourne jules you do a lot of music stuff work here as well how did it kind of all happen um well it, it initially yeah look it was off the back of a couple of breakups uh in the past with other bands and alex and i toured together in other things and done bits and pieces so i initially started writing a bunch of material 
um, not knowing what I was going to do with it. Like, yeah, nice. to be honest, it yeah. was kind of going to be like a solo thing or I didn't know where it was going to go. I'd never sung uh, in a band before. I'd never done any singing. I'd mainly done songwriting and, yeah. and, and, and guitar work. It was mainly my thing. And then, mm. yeah, I think we just, uh, you know, I took some demos to Alex and Alex was on board and. Then from there, we just went out and did the hard yards and found a band. Nice. You know, did the old school thing. We auditioned. Yeah. We sent out demos to, to Julia. We sent out demos to well, a range of people, you know, over that sort of six-month period, a couple of bass players, a couple of guitarists, and, you yeah. know, it all just came together. How it was, was Jules' of, audition? Amazing. Jules was like... Sweet child of mine. What did you play? Thunderstruck? Thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. the audition was in my lounge room, wasn't yeah. it? That's right. I came over... I went over to his house with an acoustic. In the kitchen, wasn't it? I remember I, I rocked up there and I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to play these songs. Like, I just had it in my head that it was just going to go terribly. And then I rocked up there and it just clicked, like, instantly. We were like, all right, cool. Oh, that's... We used to play... Like, oh, that's a little fun fact. Julie and I actually yeah. played in like half a band for five minutes yeah. many, many years ago called yeah. Electric Merchant. Yeah. And we named it that because it was a coffee shop her brother and I used to drink coffee at. And uh, her brother and I had this band and Julia played bass in it. And That's right. it was literally a rehearsal of, of Julia and her brother arguing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. arguing that right. for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's all it was. It'd you be know? like, you're not playing the parts right. No, yeah, you're not playing yeah, the parts yeah, right. Yeah, fully. And then it went from there. And another fun fact was that we originally, when when we put, put Fancy Face together before I reached out to Julia, yeah. we'd reach out to her brother. So Marco was like, kind of like, yeah, I'll come down and check it out. And then we auditioned Julia and it was like, your brother's going to kill me for this, but it was like unanimous Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about like, uh, like the start of this album? Like when did the writing begin? When did you know, all right, we're ready to go in and record our debut album? Well, we kind of set a deadline. I remember Aaron yeah, and I were good. talking about it and we thought the only way we're going to get stuff done is to just... That's you the know. best way to do it, I reckon. And Aaron had written a whole bunch of stuff with our producer. And um, and when we kind of said, all right, let's set a deadline. Let's book in the recording. Um, Aaron and I went off and recorded about 25 or 30 drum beats. Mm. Mm. And then Aaron and Alex, Alex being the producer, yeah. just started the writing process from there. Nice. Yeah, are, we, are we talking about the album there or the inception of... Yeah, it was both, wasn't it? We kind of did yeah. the same thing with the album. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, so it's it's kind of been like a structure that we followed. Yeah, now that I think about it, from day one, it's like we yeah we we kind of had I had ideas and iPhone recordings, but then they don't have any drum beats because I don't play drums. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I take them, mm. Alex, and then sort of would 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 just come up with a heap of beats and whatnot. And we did that for the album as well. We literally sat in, which is now my daughter's room. We set up a uh, drum kit in yeah, nice. in the spare room and just annoyed the, the street for about three weeks. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Had little party sessions in our in my spare room and writing beats and whatnot and but I think that was like the structure doesn't really change for anything we're doing. It's kind of like always the same thing. It'll start off with some iPhone recording, some mm. ideas, and then it's like Chinese whispers. I'll just SMS it around, and then yeah. it comes back completely different. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. It yeah, does. And everyone, yeah. you know, Alex and Julia, they put their flavor on it, and yeah. you know, and then. Yeah, it's so great. like we've worked closely with Alex Markwell from the Delta Rig, so he's yeah. he's sort of been, you know, the co-writer, the, the the producer, and and our you know eyes and ears for for most of this thing. You know, he's yeah. just a good guy to work with. Yeah. We did a lot of good things in the studio with him. Yeah, you know, and he's very creative. So I felt mm. like 
with the songwriting process for me, especially, I was actually thinking about this on the way in and it was like songwriting for me wasn't just about writing lyrics and writing chord progressions or whatnot. It sort of went deeper uh, for me in a sense. I would essentially write like a mood board for a song. Mm. You know, it would have a song sentiment. You know, I would have a, I would have a top line about what the song need, what what the song's about. Yeah. And then I I would essentially have notes about how I wanted to feel Mm. and where I wanted to go. And, and it wasn't just, you know, you know, he's three chords and some lyrics and let's get it going. It was, That was kind of like the last bit for me when I, when I write songs, it's always like, I've got a concept, like I've got yeah, something in my nice. mind. It's like, you know, a, an emotion or a feeling. And it's like, this is what I want the song to sort of represent. So then when you're going into the studio, you've still got your lyrics, but having an idea of what you want the song to represent for me was kind of like super important. So I'd go in and we'd be able to nail that mm. because, you know, you can have the variations on the guitar. You can, you can change melodies. You can do what, but if you don't know, for me, if you don't know what the song's about or you don't have a sentiment behind it, it kind of gets lost. And I yeah. can't live in that space. Mm. You know, it's very hard for me to like live in a space where it's just like, oh, here's a melody and here's some guitar chords and here's a bunch of lyrics. Mm. But it doesn't really add up for me. It's kind of got to have some depth. Yeah, and it doesn't connect as much. doesn't connect, you know, mm. and that's fine. I think everyone's got their different approach. But for me, like my, my songwriting book that I use for the record at home, it's like literally just... Here's a song about this, and here's a song about that. Yeah. And here's a song about a Monday afternoon. It needs to feel like that. It needs to feel like a Saturday or a Monday afternoon or whatever the song's about for me. Yeah. You know, and translate in, in the songwriting. Mm. Mm. And I feel like another really important part of that puzzle is having like Alex that you can work with, and then each member of the band come in and put their own spin. And by the end, because I feel like Fancy Face really does have its own sound. Yeah, mm. definitely. I, I, I feel that's one thing we've done. Yeah. Is we've, we've managed to like, sit back and have zero we can't align ourselves with anyone else it's like a weird thing and no one ever does like no one's ever come to a gig or listened to our records and gone you guys sound like you know you get that old mm. i'm sure you've had it over the years many people come to a gig and be like oh you know we'll tell you over the years you sound like this we, yeah. sound, we, we haven't had it yet i haven't i don't know if you guys or have if it. it does happen it's always quite varied which is a massive compliment yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll hear jane's addiction but I don't know, buddy. Guns and Roses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like the live show is very instant too. I feel like you're the kind of band. Some bands you need you you watch and like you need to know the songs or you don't enjoy it. But I feel like at a fancy face gig, it's fun. It's live. It's got a pulse. You know, you've got percussion. You've got everything. Mm. Like it's a fun thing to watch. Like being That's you know we're in the audience. Fun. We're I genuinely think having actually, fun. when we did the Kingswood tour, I remember after every show, people would be like. It's hard to describe, but you guys, we would describe the genre as a party band or yeah. a fun band. And I yeah. thought that's a massive compliment because that means yeah. those people are having fun. So. Yeah, big time. But you know what's funny is that I would never think, when I think of party band, oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't I, think of us. Neither. But if you come to a live show, it's just us all having fun. So people instantly feel like they're at a party. Mm. And that's what... We want people to feel, you know, yeah. when we, you want when we do and shows. That took work as well because yeah. naturally you're stressed, you're anxious, and yeah. you want to do your best on stage. And then I think it would always get to like song three and you're kind mm. of over the jitters and then it would literally just turn into – and for us, like it would turn into owning what we are. And I feel like that takes a lot of practice mm. and a lot of like letting go of the ego yeah, and worrying about too much, you know. Yeah. And I think and that works for us. Letting go of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotten... Like, we suck in so many ways. Let's let's not let's not you know forget like 
like dodge that for us. And, but we own that. And I think when we own our weaknesses, they become such a positive, you know, for us anyway, you mm. know, if we make mistakes, we'll get a melody wrong or yeah. uh, Julie and I sing a lot of, you know, uh, harmonies mm. in the, in, and sometimes they're just so wrong that they're good. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and we love that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's a great thing. It's actually for us. a great moment on stage when if, Aaron gets a lyric wrong and then Julia will just kind of give him the eye. Which is like smile. every song. You know? <laughs> it's like this rawness kind of thing <laughs> yeah, that it's just raw. like, oh, it's going to happen. And yeah. then we all just look at each other yeah. and go, whatever. Yeah, this guy's thinking about dog food again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about those orders, bro, the way Yeah, 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 fully. <laughs> um, and I also feel like, you know, when I've seen you, I've seen you guys play a lot and there's a lot of calls for encore. And I don't hear that yeah. a lot when bands are out there supporting other acts. Like that's, right, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's weird. cool. But we, we were talking about this at rehearsal the other yeah. night. So we, um, I mean, you want to tell the story, Jules, about Alex wanting to rip out that that old song from years ago? Oh, yeah, that's right. So we we had this old song years ago and then Alex brought it up randomly at rehearsal the other day and we we're like, oh, what was that song we used to play years ago? Yeah. I can't even remember its name or how it goes. And then we all just ripped into it. Randomly. And didn't miss a beat. And yeah, didn't nice, miss a nice. beat. And it sounded really great. And then we were remembering that time that we played Kingswood. Howler. I think it was Kingswood with Howler. With, yeah, Kingswood. Hold off on the band stories just for now. Okay. Of, yeah, I've got a little something planned later. So, oh, yeah, well, yeah. then should yeah. I just leave this uh, out then? Uh, no, no, keep, keep, keep going. It was an encore story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what happened to so Howler? We're, yeah, I can't we'll remember. literally finish the set. Yeah. We've got this track called Are You With Us? You can check it out on a Spotify. And. It was so wobbly that even for us, we got to a point where we're like, guys, we have to drop yeah. this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gone past wobbly. <laughs> so we're on stage and everyone's going one more song. And it was like getting loud. We're going to do mm. it. And it's getting awkward. <laughs> yeah. We've just gone, stuff it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go mm. for it. And it was, again, so bad. But in the moment, yeah. I mean, for I mean, probably for the crowd, it was great. I've got to stop saying that. But for us, where we wanted to be and how hard we'd worked, we wanted it to be better, but they yeah. loved it. And it was so getting back to what you're saying about the calling for the encore, mm. it started happening where yeah. we kind of get nervous at the end of a show because we knew that was the only song left we had. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for us, we was <laughs> yeah. we weren't confident in playing it, you know. And so we're at rehearsal the other night and uh, yeah, we gave it a go and it, it was it, pretty bloody good. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, you get it right in rehearsal, but then yeah, when you play it live, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you relax. Well, yeah. it's going to be hard to pick a set list now. Like you guys have got some shows coming up uh, late September, early October. You're going around the country doing some things. Yeah, well, we've booked. Yeah, we're currently booking, but at the moment we've nice. got Sydney, Mornington, Geelong, Melbourne. Sick. So yeah, that will all be announced very soon. Great. So yeah, you'll be able to jump on tickets. Awesome, man. Super exciting. Hey, uh, while I've got you guys here, I want to play a little game. Oh, here we go. So this is called Memory Lane, right? I do this with all the acts that come in. So I want to bring up, I'm going to play a couple of bands that you played with before and I want you to tell us what the tour was like, like what you remember. Maybe there was one gig that stood out. Maybe it could be like driving to and from the airport. You know what I mean? Like, just How like, honest can we be? You can be, you can be completely... <laughs> oh, God. You, you can be completely honest. Okay. You did a whole lot of shows with these guys. Make it so easy. 
The one and only Kingswood. They've been on this show a few times, Jules. Like you guys have done yes. a lot of shows with these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. they are lots of fun, and yeah. we have a great laugh. Had a great laugh on the bus. And what's your memory, Al? Actually, honestly, just playing Uno with these guys. Oh <laughs> See, yeah, that's, that's right. right. So much Uno. I actually um I have a few memories about playing shows with Kingswood, and I'm gonna just say say them all now in sequential order. Yeah. Number one is that they love to play Uno, and Uno they do it flip, before actually. Uno, Uno flip, flip, and they do it before every show. Yeah. And we. I'd never played Uno Flip. They introduced me to that. Yeah. They also, Al from Kingswood introduced me to chat GPT. And yeah. I think you were there, Alex, yes. in one of these conversations. We talked extensively, Julia, Alex, and I. It was about yeah. an hour and a half of just discovering the world of <laughs> the chat future. GPT. And Alex is saying, you know, these kids in school, they've got a hand in a 2000 word essay. Chat GPT. <laughs> All their problems are over. Yeah. With references. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> I can tell this is funny. We were on we were on the road to I think Ballarat. We played Howler with him. This was lo- not last year, but the year before. Mm. And Aaron calls Aaron called. Look at Aaron. Can I tell this story? It was the bank. The that bank called, me. called him. Yeah, and, of course I did. And the car go, was full. And the we car had was our full. Guy, one of the roadies, and the whole band. Yeah. The yeah. Anyway, so we. We're on the um, Ronies on the phone to the bank. He's having this really serious conversation, and they're like, "Oh, so what's your email address?" And then he's like, "Yeah, um, it's Aaron GNR eighty four at hotmail dot com." Aaron Guns and Roses. Oh, Aaron Guns yeah. and Roses eighty four hasn't changed his email address, mate, since two thousand and one. I was in the back seat of the car, and the com- I knew the identification check was coming. Yeah, and I, and I needed to like it was an important. I think my wife had. Contacted, we were transferring money, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, it was under his. Br- Aaron, I need to call, yeah, yeah. and I'm sitting in the back seat going, Aaron, <laughs> and then he goes, your email address, please. I'm going, Aaron G and R eighty four, and I'm going to get a million freaking emails now. But the whole band just lost it oh, laughing, lost and it. I, I never bet. lived it. I bet. So that's what happened on the Kingswood tour. <laughs> you got caught out. Oh, I got one more. I got one more about Kingswood when we played Geelong. We played Barwon Club. That was back in Feb. And I'm on stage. We're all on stage. And this freaking cockroach just drops onto my arm. It was hot, right? It was hot. It was a hot day. And this cockroach, and I'm trying to play and I'm moving around. And then this cockroach is like crawling around. I'm all like, our why is Julia boards. punching the air? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm excited yeah. too, but. I've that got one so little funny. story too. Remember the Kingswood gig? Yeah, keep going. We played a gig. And we ripped. It was awesome. Anyway, after the show, Julia disappeared. We couldn't find Julia ages for, for like the rest of the night. And then the next morning, I think we might have kicked on, but I remember waking up to an SMS from Julia and I remember being half asleep and it was like, hey guys, was my guitar out of tune last night? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I'm like, no, dude, it's all good. And she's like, an hour later, are you sure? I'm like, no, dude, it wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah. someone picked up on it. Like, chill. Yeah. Anyway, this didn't go away. And I knew something was wrong. I'm like, I rang her up I'm like, Julia, what, what's going on? She's like, man, man, my guitar must have been out of tune. I'm like, what's going what on, mate? So Kingswood had gone on after us and Alex was tuning up his guitar, Alex from, from Kingswood. And he made a comment about like, I better tune my guitar. It'd be really awkward if I was playing out of tune. Julia thought that this comment was, you know, in a sea of hundreds of people was directed at her. So she's gotten in her own head about it and literally sat on it for days after. Oh, yeah, that's right. Come on, man. Come on, man. Was my guitar out of tune? You can tell me. I'm like, 
Jules, it wasn't about you, Chili. <laughs> it was so cute but funny at the same time. So you like called it, you called it a night, you went to bed early, and you were just like, there, go. Uh, you, you, she reckons it kept her up. Yeah, well, you. Alex Laska kept Julia up. Uh, I just, yeah. so, you know, I just, you know how, you guys know how I am. I just get in my head about stuff. <laughs> and then I was like you. sitting up at night, I'm like at home, like 1 a.m. on Instagram, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, yeah, I can't believe anything. This is, true. This is what you told it. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was freaking herself out. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, one more band uh, that you played a gig with. I want to take you to a gay bar. I want to take you to a gay bar. I want to take you to a gay bar. Gay bar, gay bar. Big show in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. right. Talk to us about you that. sold out shows. Alex, this is your... your yeah, so bar. it's funny because I actually used to listen to these guys. I used to really give them a good rinse in the Ford Fairmont when I was Love it. driving around. Love it. Um. <laughs> And so to be asked to play the shows was to, like a massive honor. That's fun, right? It's and just like you listen to a band growing up, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Doing it? it was quite, you know, in those formative years. And then obviously, you know, as soon as I saw the email, I did the screenshot and sent it around to the gang and everyone got very excited. And um, I remember at rehearsal, Julia saying like, I, f- I didn't realize how many songs I actually know of these guys. And mm. I said, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the shows were fantastic and they were both sold out and- we actually had a, a great view from the green room at the Croxton because the green room is up the back. Oh, so nice. you could just watch the band and the crowd and you know, from your own little private room and Oh yeah. And they they were lovely guys and super sweet and yeah, it was just a great was couple like, of shows. For, it, getting on stage to a I mean, you know, for for a local act and doing like the club scene and then you go to the Croxton, it's sold out. Yeah, so they're there from the start, people, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's just one band. It's us and one other band. There's no like two yeah. or three bands. It's no just like, you know, and, and then the, the lights go dark and it's like, you guys are on now. Yeah. There's a guy flashing a light, like get up now. And we're just looking out and it's, you know, it's, it's half full by the time yeah. we go on. Yeah, by yeah. song three, it's full. Yeah. yeah. That and, was but it was kind of like, it was our big, big moment, like mm. playing to massive like, moment. thousand people at yeah. the Crofton. Yeah. And it was like. It's really weird. I, I handle like playing to a full room better than two people. Like I don't know what mm. it is about that. I'm pretty sure most people might feel the same. But we yeah. went on the bus. We just didn't feel nervous. It was awesome. You know, just to get yeah. up there and play. And they treated us so well. And it was I, a good experience. Like, I think fully. I think there's something to be said about you know putting in the hard yards first because you can't just be a band and play those gigs without doing all the gigs that you guys God, have no, done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like no, it's like no, the reason why stones. you felt so comfortable is because it's like no, we've done this we know yeah, how to do this well arguments like we can do, this. We can do and you know what the thing is like when we we're going on stage at the croxton i thought back to our first gig at the tote where i think there was about tuesday night it was tuesday night thursday at the night, tote guys. thursday night and yeah. i think there was about five people in the security guard there nice and then so to be able to get to do a gig like the croxton with a band like electric six i feel like was such a cool achievement for us and yeah. something that we'll Remember forever. Absolutely yeah, I think sure. I think there's there's something to be said about certain moments doing like you know the doing what we do and being a young band and yeah the DIY band you know doing it yourself. There are mm. certain moments and I think like it's like the old thing of seeing seeing your first fan in in, in you know your band T shirt or uh, signing yeah, your first yeah. autograph and then yeah. for me you know walking out to a, to a thousand people and having that loud it's sound, a dream man it was awesome yeah it was so good hell yeah one more game. On Triple M's Homegrown with Matteo, it's time for... Uh-oh, it's Right Party or Dinner. Jules on the vocals there. So this game is called Right Party Dinner. I'm going to give you three acts. You've got to write a song with one. 
You got to party with the next, and the third you got to take home to dinner. All right. So these are picked completely at random. I think uh, Mr. GNR at eighty four is going to like this. <laughs> One of the bands at Guns and Roses, second band. This is how you remind me of what I really am. Nickelback and your third act. So right party dinner. Who are we writing a song? Who are we partying with? Are I would. We... Okay, I'm going to go straight off the bat. I'd yeah. love to party with Nickelback just to hear about. It'd be the church, dude. The... <laughs> no, just those poor <laughs> bastards have been getting roasted yeah. for years. Yeah, that's a good point. Have been the yeah. butt of every joke. So it'd just be therapy. But wouldn't you, you know? want to have dinner with them instead, so you can sit down? Yeah, so true. You can sit it down extensively. T- I'm not chat. sure if the crowded house boys could party as hard as they no, used to. That's so it. They so could maybe be dinner. Maybe dinner they could be dinner. And that means that mean we're I'm taking song? Gunners home to mum and dad. <laughs> oh, you're taking Gunners home? Well, we, no, but no, we need to distinguish home. who we're riding a song with, who we're partying with, and who we're dinnering with. Ah, uh, Okay. So Fancy Face as a collective. Guns and Roses. Gun for <laughs> dinner. Dinner or writing a song? Look, for dinner, dinner, I'm going to go crowded house because for me it's like. You know, it's quiet, it's easy, you know, it's like, get it done and get out <laughs> type thing. Like, no offense. Wait, dinner? Or, yeah, or yeah, br- dinner. You know what it's like. You yeah. can go on a date and it's kind of like half, like, oh, cool, I can bail after yeah. this. So, <laughs> like, 5.30 p.m. dinner That's with crowded yeah, house. Yeah, 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 you're uh, done. 5.30 okay. to 7.30, you're out. And then we're riding a song with Guns N' Roses and done. partying yeah. in Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Awesome, dudes. Hey, uh, Fancy Face, i got a tour happening uh, later on in the year. Album's out on the 11th of October, uh, August. Buddy Austin, finally have you in. Can't wait to have you, you back in again. Congrats on the album. It looks you, great. Maddie. Thank you very much, Matty. Uh, find Fancy yeah. Face on uh, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you get your music, Spotify. Do your thing. Thank you so much for hanging out, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thank Maddie. you. Thank you, Matty.